Welcome back to the Soul Notification Podcast. I'm your host, Mary, helping you awaken to your truth and advance on your spiritual journey. I took a break from spiritual consumption, and here's what I learned. So as you may be able to tell, apart from my monthly episodes with my astrologer friend, Brian, I haven't been posting any other episodes until now. And sorry if you hear me all stuffy, I'm currently sick. But I wanted to record this podcast episode because I can feel it really coming through and I felt the need to share it immediately. Obviously, I miss being on my podcast and having other guests on. But anytime it's summer season, I usually take a break because summer is just a busy time for me. And I also haven't really been feeling called to share anything because I went through different phases of not just reinventing myself, but going through so many initiations that I frankly didn't know where to even begin in terms of sharing. And who knows, maybe you're someone who's been wanting to take a break from social media, from the spiritual consumption, from personal development as well. And I encourage you to do so because we all need a period of rest at some point in our life, right? At some points in our life, you can always come back to whatever it is that you were working on. But the good news is, if you're needing more inspiration, I am back and I'm ready to share what I've learned from my hiatus. So since about the end of May and coming into lesson number one now, which is acceptance, I decided that I was going to slow down on consuming spiritual knowledge because I can go in this rabbit hole of just learning, taking courses, getting really educated and While all spiritual teachings point to the same truths, I was obsessed with wanting to know all the different paths because what drives me is meeting people where they're at and helping them go through their spiritual awakenings as best as possible. There is no one size fits all in spirituality and not everyone is going to resonate with just one avenue. I've also started to build friendships here in New York where Spirituality isn't really talked about, rather more conversations about the dream character, right? Our avatars, our meat suits. And I don't mind it at all. But before I used to be like, I don't like surface level conversations and I still don't. But at the same time, we're human. And I've accepted the fact that not many people are willing to go that deep yet. I also felt like that's what's keeping me blocked from actually magnetizing to me more of soul friendships because I was nitpicking and putting my friends on a pedestal that I can't open my heart to you if we keep hitting that glass ceiling and you're not willing to grow with me. And mind you, I'm all about boundaries and of course use proper discernment that's going to help you in your evolution. But don't limit your impact because you're making other people more special than those you may already have in your life or those who may have just started their healing journey. It's okay to give yourself space, but in moderation. At the end of the day, that's what we're here for, right? Because of service, service to love. This acceptance that I've learned allowed for a softening, an opening, and a deeper level of intimacy in the relationships that I already have. Lesson number two is embodiment is the key. The key. I know it sounds dramatic, but... I quickly recognize coming out of my introverted cocoon that there are still so many people suffering, not just globally, but even in my own little circle here in New York, 
like take a look at your circle. This is a time to assess and take stock of what is and what's not working for you. The people that are serving you or may not be serving you. Bottom line is we're all needed as unique individuals to play our part in opening our hearts to give and receive love, but also inspire people that there are better ways of thinking and being. I'm not perfect. I still make mistakes. I can still be reactive, especially when I see injustices and disrespect. But now more and more, I'm really exercising the path of non-attachment that I cannot save anybody, that I cannot put the weight of the world on my shoulders. I can hear you out. I can observe what's happening by remaining in that witness consciousness, but I choose not to victimize you or perpetuate the story of your victim consciousness and rather see you as the Christ, the soul that you are whole and complete no matter what crazy stuff you tell me. All of us at the end of the day just want to be heard and seen and loved for who we are. And I found that I'm in my purpose the most or the strongest when I do just that. Knowing and seeing through the lens of oneness that you are not separate from me, that you are a spiritual being living a human experience, which allows me to penetrate little by little in the wounded areas to energetically help you remember that you are beyond the body and the ego. This is when the awakening starts to unravel. Lesson three is me learning that you don't have to be a spiritual coach or be a yoga teacher or whatever credibility you have to serve. You don't need a podcast, a retreat, or a platform to expand your consciousness or be of service to others, but you do need love. The others are just tools. But you need love. You need to allow yourself to receive love, to give love, so that you can experience love. And not just any kind of love, right? The only true love there is, which is unconditional love. One that is not transactional, but rather eternally giving because that's who you are. We all hear the saying that you can't pour from an empty cup, right? And even if you're one who loves to help and constantly puts others before yourself, at the end of the day, it's not sustainable because you have to prioritize yourself first. You limit yourself from love if you don't know that. That's your true essence. So show that within yourself. Show that with the people in your life. And this takes a lot of work and devotion, but it's worth it. It's a lifelong journey, but it's worth it. Because once you empower yourself in that role, that you are not the victim of your circumstances, that's the anchor point in which you are able to really help others while simultaneously expand your own awareness. It's a giving and receiving, which is, ultimately a win-win situation. We're all called in different environments. Once you start doing this work, it doesn't mean that you have to be the next Tony Robbins or have TED Talks about personal development or even write books. Most of us are average people in working classes, like nurses, service providers, whatever it is that you do for your job, you are needed there to be a role model, to be an example that there is a better way of living. And the moment I accepted this truth is the moment where I was able to really shine and embody all those teachings that I've been learning for the past five years and bring that into fruition just by being. Because guess what? Your presence, how you carry yourself is most times enough to get people interested in asking, "Mm, there is a better way. And honestly, anyone who's suffering deep down knows that there is one. 
They just don't know where to start or who to turn to for guidance. And hello, hi, I'm talking to you. Each and every one of us have wisdom to share. But before you go out and do that, make sure you're taking the first steps and actually doing the inner work. This is how you become an effective teacher and student of God, of love. Lesson number four is movement. I know that you may resonate with many forms of movement, like you go to the gym or take Pilates or run or whatever it is. I highly encourage you to practice yoga. And yoga is much deeper than the asanas and the one hour yoga classes or the 30 minute yoga classes that you see online. And I'm going to dive deeper into understanding the teachings of yoga here on my podcast and bring along some guests too. But yoga just hits all three aspects of your being, mind, body, and soul complex, right? You don't have to believe all the taboo or woo-woo metaphysical things right away or right now because yoga as an exercise itself helps you become more grounded and it helps you still your mind, which is what majority of the population need right now because most of us live in our head. And we forget that, you know, we have this body to take care of and the parasympathetic system to really nurture because we're always in stress mode and anxiety. And yoga includes meditation, right? This was my first intro to yoga. Like everyone was doing it in the classes at the gym that I went to when I was 16. And I thought, cool, I can do all these hard poses. And yeah, it's a workout and sweating. But over the years, as I continued on my journey, I realized that yoga is so much more than that, and now I can't live without it. It's my current main spiritual practice right now, and I have so much gratitude for yoga because I struggled a lot with grounding, with balancing relationships and other aspects in my life, and it really goes beyond the mat. It is so powerful. And there are different types of yoga, so anyone can do it. There's Yoga for people with limited mobility, like yoga nidra, prenatal yoga, or restorative yoga, which is more relaxing. Or you can opt for a hatha vinyasa flow, which promotes balance, energy, strength, and flexibility. YouTube is your BFF. And remember that what you do to your body reflects your mental state. This is my current obsession right now, as I've learned so much in my yoga teacher training that I cannot wait to share more with you. And I say obsession to express my love for things and my words. But balance, right? You can love something and also practice non-attachment. See and interact with the tool that you're using for what it is with a loose grip or else it turns into a crutch and we don't want that. Lesson number five is letting love teach me. And what I mean by this is that it's more effective to allow love to teach you rather than the books or other resources that is external from you to help you evolve. Because in this way, you learn from experience and nothing is more powerful than experience. They can be helpful, right? But what you may need is to actually go out there, get triggered, maybe even consciously look for triggers, make it fun and go out one day and just look for things that may piss you off and allow those experiences to be a point of self-inquiry or self-reflection as to why something would bother you like the wounds that it touches, right? The things that you do to distract yourself from feeling. And for me, just an example is anytime I get triggered, the immediate reaction that I've noticed would be anger. I don't know, maybe it's my Aries moon, but I would get angry and it doesn't last long, but those are the opportunities I come back to with presence and awareness as to why anger versus sadness or being shut down is the strongest emotion for me. 
Maybe for you, it's stress or anxiety. Maybe you hyperventilate. You have a panic attack. I don't know. But letting your loving kindness, loving actions, and self-love be your teacher. Reading 100 books on shadow work and law of attraction or about the chakras can be an entry point. But you need life experience, practice, and strengthen these teachings within you. Lesson number six is no matter how lazy or busy you think you are, devote time out of your day for sadhana, which is discipline or devotion to a mindfulness practice. There will come a point in your journey where looking or doing anything spiritual becomes a chore or is exhausting to the ego. But trust me, it's in those moments where you override those thoughts with a walk in the park, taking two minutes to set an intention for your day. Praying for 30 seconds, saying thank you, journaling your thoughts so you're clear in your day-to-day tasks and your goals or interactions. Whatever it is, as long as you stay consistent with it, right? Think of it as doing something for yourself before you go to your job or help others. First, help yourself. And maybe that's watching Netflix, but maybe often for, I don't know, cooking your favorite meal, getting your blood flow with exercise, moving your body to get stagnant energy out and just check in with yourself on how you're doing and what you need in this moment. Maybe it's just drinking some water. It's easy to get caught up in our to-dos and for a lot of us, it's difficult to come into a state of peace until we've done everything we needed to do in a day. But this way is not sustainable. I know because I've tried it and it's gonna make you sick. It's gonna make you feel burnt out and unsatisfied with life, and always be looking for the next high. And I'm speaking from experience, right? A couple of weeks ago, Joe, my husband, and I completed our 40-day Kriya, our first one together, which is one hour every day for 40 days doing kundalini yoga and meditation. And Joe has never done it before, and he committed to an hour a day. And he's an ICU nurse. And so 12-hour shifts, sometimes coming home from 12-hour shifts, and then doing that, It's exhausting, but he committed to it. It's very challenging, especially if you're a busy bee. But if you cannot even devote an hour a day for your well-being, then what the heck are you doing? And also with this 40-day Kriya, and I encourage you in your life at least once to try it. I will be doing it every year because it's amazing. But in these 40 days... If you miss a day, then you have to start all over again. So that was a really good motivation for us because no one wants to start all over again, right? And at the end of it, I swear, I felt like I cleared years of blockages in my body and in my psyche. I'm able to get clearer downloads and channel and just gain more clarity in what I need to do in my life and have more peace in my mind. Lesson seven is allowing yourself to take a break. This is what the podcast is about after all, right? Take a damn break from all the knowledge consumption. Let that seriousness go. Everybody is so serious nowadays. We miss out on life if we just deny aspects of our humanness and stay away from deep emotion, life experiences that may not always go your way or may seem quote unquote spiritual, like going out dancing and having a drink at the bar and staying up and maybe not sleeping in accordance to your circadian rhythm for a week because you're traveling. Like there's this judgment upon spiritual people when they go out and do normal things because they're often put on a pedestal. But hello, you're human too, right? 
And really, that's the biggest lesson here. And the biggest lesson I've learned during my almost three month break, I felt like I missed out on having fun with my friends and doing things that I've never done before, making more friends. And this is with good discernment, of course, because I just had all of these expectations. But as soon as I accepted where I was at and that it's no fun to deny yourself of these human experiences because you are human and where your senses are stimulated is the entry point of where you can actually experience the fullness of life. I actually got to encounter more laughter, more tears, which by the way, crying feels freaking amazing. So I fully embrace that I'm a crybaby because it's amazing. And also experience more love in my life because I got to give more love. It doesn't matter who was in front of me. Just to show my love for somebody was enough. And it becomes like an addiction that that's all you want to keep doing because showing love and giving love is exchange. The more love you give, the more love you experience. That's what truly satisfies me and helps me sleep at night, knowing I absolutely loved as much and as deep as I can. I hope you enjoyed this first solo episode in months. I've gotten so many downloads and have been feeling so damn inspired to share more once again that I know will continue to guide you in your own journey. So if you like this episode, please share it, screenshot and tag me at Mary Proce, M-A-R-Y-P-R-O-C-E on Instagram. And please take a minute to rate and write an honest review on iTunes or whatever listening platform you are on if you haven't already. This truly helps me get my mission out. So thank you for supporting me in advance. And in the next couple of episodes, we are diving deep into the realm of surrender, one of my favorite topics, and how to maintain in that state of effortless well-being. We are going to cover how to overcome defensiveness and how to come back to and retain a peaceful state of mind. So be sure to have your notification bell on to see when that episode will air. And if you're not already, please follow my podcast. I love you. Thank you for doing this work and have an amazing rest of the week. Namaste.